truly truly if there's anything you sh- like can study in this life that will be of so much value to you and all the people around you is yourself like understand yourself don't be scared to explore yourself and also you know really get to those deep dark roots and feel whatever you need to feel when you get there like really really release that um and heal that because it will fast track your evolution so ridiculously much <laughs> like it it was the best thing i ever decided to do for myself is the study of myself um Welcome to Doing It For The Dharma. In this series, we'll be following the stories of inspiring humans who are following their soul's calling. I'm your host, Maddie Lynch, the vegan yogi traveler, and it is my mission to share these inspiring stories with you so that you too can feel the inspiration to follow your dharma. Namaste, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Doing It For The Dharma. It is so wonderful to have you here. I'm very grateful for you guys tuning in and listening. And I'd love to share a little bit of an, a brief update on what's going on in my, in my beautiful reality. And then we'll dive into our wonderful guest, Alicia. So, you guys, there's been so much happening so much movement and so many beautiful things coming into fruition um for those who are new to the podcast welcome 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 um i'm now living in the caribbean in the dominican republic with my beautiful beloved uh you can listen to a few episodes back for the story about that but um yeah alex and i just moved into a new place and we moved on the full moon which is the last month we moved on the full moon as well and it's all very cosmic and beautiful and we're in this epic beach surf yogi town and last night we hosted such a beautiful ecstatic love full moon ceremony it was so so powerful we didn't promote this one just because there's been so much happening we just didn't really have time and then we didn't think anyone would come and then it was just packed out just spread through word of mouth and such high vibes and just really really amazing people there and it's it's so beautiful to to be immersed in this community but also create new community as well like bringing people together who don't know each other and yeah it's truly truly a blessing and an an honor to be doing this work and then to do it alongside um my beautiful twin flame is just yeah it's pretty crazy guys and um there's been a lot that's been manifesting very, very quickly lately. I'm not sure if you guys have felt the same way. I feel like as the timelines do continue to split and shift from like the more 3D fear-based realm and living to 5D, the higher consciousness, community and connection, things have been coming in so, so quickly. Like it's kind of wild. Like this weekend, Alex and I are going to dive into ceremony space and um, it's just really funny because when we got here, um, this was a, a few months ago now, we do this thing where we like to speak as if, so we speak as though we've already achieved what we've manifested because it speeds up the manifestation process. 
like you're speaking about it as though you've done it with so much excitement and I was speaking Alex asked me what what did you do for your birthday which is in a couple weeks on the 13th of June and um I spoke as if we'd gone into this sacred ceremony together and this ceremony isn't um well it's only like it was only prevalent in in Peru and like not many places in the world well it is but like mainly that's that's where it takes place and um I didn't think it would be on this island at all so I was just having a little play with the universe like oh yeah we're diving into ceremony together it's gonna be so powerful well if you forward on a couple months this weekend we're diving into that very specific ceremony together with a very special shaman from Peru who's coming so even though like I wasn't being serious in my manifestation I was being very playful it obviously was in the highest alignment because it's happening so close to my birthday so um yeah it's just very very interesting so always a reminder to to be careful what you wish for to be intentional with your thoughts your words and your actions because they hold so much power and especially now especially when we're coming into these yeah these times of ascension these times of rising our consciousness when things are happening fast so make sure you stay connected to the realm of love vibration of love is so easy well it can be so easy to drop back into fear if that's your predominant state but if you do continue to raise your vibration if you do continue to shut off the media that's not serving you letting go of toxic people from your life who are pulling you down and just surround yourself by beautiful positive beings who fully support your vision then it's not then it becomes much easier to stay attuned to love so i just wanted to share that also a little extra note from me is that um so i'm running my beautiful goddess spiritual mentoring program at the moment which i'm absolutely loving it's so fully aligned to my dharmic path and i just have now one space um left available to take on one extra new client so if it does resonate with you to dive deep with me to see where in your life you're looking to bring in more love bring in more shakti bring in more sensual energy work on your dharma all of these different elements i'd be so honored to guide you through so there's some more information <clears throat> on my website so i can leave that little link in the description below so that's enough from me so let's talk a little bit about my beautiful guest alicia now oh alicia is such a goddess her and i met in australia last year at a workaway in bellingham and it was just like an instant sister connection. We clicked straight away and we just saw one another straight away and we laughed so much. And she's very deeply connected and she's very, very dear to me. And um, this conversation was really, really powerful. It was all about going from like these CEO corporate vibes in London, struggling with coke addiction, like chasing money and leading to burnout as being in the rat race. So completely breaking free of that and becoming this hippie backpacker who embodies freedom and the environment and then coming into creating healthy boundaries nonviolent communication embracing sacred nudity and uh, Elisa talks about her mushroom journey her manifestation journey 
reclaiming the word god the importance of self-study this one was such a powerful episode and there was just so much laughter and just like beautiful moments in it as well so i really really hope you enjoy it it is a bit of an uh, older conversation as we recorded it um late last year so towards the very end of the year or maybe it was even it was maybe it was it was this year i think it was this year and like january or february or something it was before i came to the caribbean i've just there's been a lot happening when you move to the other side of the world so i've been a little bit um like on the, the episodes but now i'm finally grounded in a brand new beautiful home i'll be able to be more consistent as as consistent as my feminine shakti self allows but i hope you enjoy the episode guys thank you so much alicia sister i'm Darling. so happy <laughs> to have you here welcome to doing it for the dharma thank you so much for having me such a divine pleasure <laughs> so the first question i would love to ask you is what does dharma mean to you i actually don't know what dharma means mm. am i gonna get kicked out <laughs> okay we need to end this conversation sorry you're not suitable <laughs> so coming from the perspective of life purpose is essentially the meaning. So what does life purpose mean to you? Thank you. Um, interesting. I do believe that we have a soul mission. And I don't necessarily mean that... I don't necessarily think that this body is our whole soul journey. So I think our life purpose can be a combination of like unresolved things from previous lives potentially um also obviously childhood and um finding essentially finding peace again and finding innocence again as an adult um and finding love i think that is um life purpose really to find your love and then once you find it to sh- to be able to share it to get to the place where you can share mm. and all help each other that's beautiful thanks so much and that's so interesting that okay you weren't familiar with that terminology but you completely encompassed the meaning of dharma because yeah not only is it life purpose but it's ultimately living out something that's going to help other people and i love that you mentioned sharing at the end and love i think that's so cool so Thank you, sister. Thank you. So kind of new to the pod, I've now decided to kick off the episodes with a little deep soul question by a beautiful lady, Chris, who I interviewed last week for those who were interested in her conversation. So this card, actually, I know what this one is, so we're going to choose this one. (laughs) Okay. Mm. Oh, this is a great one. Okay. What part of you is in a deep transition? What are you leaving behind and what is emerging in your life? Whoa, I got goosebumps. As you all know, this is very relevant for me right now. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, deep transition. So really, I feel at the moment I am leaving behind and trying to transition and trying to emerge into, um, I suppose, a wider sense of freedom because I um, I have been pretty wrapped up in the society thing and the rat race thing. Um, and as I've spoken with you before, um, 
I, although have a rebellious nature <laughs> and always thought this is bullshit, <laughs> all the systems, everything that we can have in place, I've always, always been asking the whys out loud. Um, but I did follow suit. I followed the system. I followed society. Um, I followed the de- degree, job, you know, step by step, money, whatever, chasing all of those material things and then what I found was deep unhappiness still <laughs> you know the the things that we're told that will make us happy did not make me happy so I got to the top I got it all and then I realized that that none of that means anything and I needed to I think transition I suppose leave leave it all behind and again transition to a state of love and and find okay looking at it from a different perspective what is life why why are we here you know how much time you, you know what are we going to do with this time um and you know what can i do what can i do i suppose where i'm still a part of society and can still like give to society but in a way that um is less about the material and more about um, like a soul, like a soul purpose again, the Dharma. Mm. I think that did that make sense? It's a very long Definitely. answer. <laughs> I love the long answers. Yeah, don't don't ever hold back. <laughs> mm, that's really beautiful, and I think there was a couple parts of that question, right? And yeah, yeah. what is emerging in your life? Emerging my life. Um, I think the freedom word comes straight to mind again, like um, really freeing from the shackles of society. And um, what's emerging is this beautiful sense of freedom and playfulness. Playfulness is my favourite word recently because it's like, <laughs> fuck, you really can play with life. Like, you, it's a game at the end of the day, you know. Mm. We Really, none of it matters and all of it matters at the same time. And I think what's emerging is the playfulness and the freedom and just the, uh, the being present and making decisions, letting the universe help me make decisions rather than trying to plan and structure and script it all, you know, everything is unscripted. So freedom, playfulness are emerging in my life. Mm, I love it. I love that so, so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. And of course, I do, I do have a little bit of context that I am aware, but I think it would be really, well, I say I'm aware, I'm, I'm only scratched the surface of that tiny conversation <laughs> we had in the car, but for the listeners, I think it would be really interesting to know how deeply embedded you were in the system and then how you completely broke free of that. Like, what was that whole process mm, like? Yes. So, as I explained to Maddie in previous conversation, um, essentially... I so I got okay so I got out of school and I remember the whole ordeal was I'm a little bit older and um we were still very much especially in I grew up in London which is one of the most stankiest (laughs) rat race like great fucking concrete jungle cities there is um and of course we were all following you know, the step-by-step, what is next in life process. And the next thing after school was university. And now I remember, as soon as I was free from school, I was like, why am I going to study more when I don't even know what the hell I want to do with my life? And, and you know, um, 
I don't even know what I like or what I'm, I'm good at, la la la. So I was like, mm, I can throw good parties. So I just decided to study the degree in events management. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I throw a really good party. That's probably what I can do for a job. So I did three years of that. Hated it. Uh, got the degree anyway. Um, like, stop it. That's the thing. Stubbornly got did it. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Decided against that. So then what I did, because I had this degree, but I didn't want to go into the profession I just studied, is, is I went into sales. And um, as people may or may not know, sales is very, like, fast-paced, um, fast money, corporate environment. And I literally I was went from, you know, being a poor student to working in the London Shard um, <laughs> on a 250K per annum income wearing fucking lady suits and, <laughs> and heels every day i remember i used to think of carrie broad and i was like oh my god i'm so sex in the city like the fact that this whole business chick thing was something that i thought that i wanted to be and aspired to be anyway and i was snorting coke up my nose from wednesday to monday thinking oh it's not an addiction sorry yeah it's not an addiction if i've got monday and tuesday off (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and just yeah working my ass off nine till nine and um just essentially working for the buzz of the money um and i just quite frankly burnt out basically my my body actually told me to stop before I my my mind uh caught up with that so yeah I had just several just injuries and illnesses um that kind of forced me to slow down um so that was kind of the first sign where I was like "Mm, okay something's not quite right here and then I yeah I moved to Australia um and continued doing sales, to be honest with you, and then I actually got fired. <laughs> because what happened was I was going into this job, which I fucking hated, like, absolutely despised, and I was, I mean, each morning to the point where I was, like, on the platform, waiting for the train, being like, I genuinely felt like jumping in front of the train would be a better option that day than going to work. Like, it, it wasn't, I was, I'm not saying I was suicidal, but it was, like really like I hated this job and um it's what I've been doing for years but there was just a sudden moment where I was like okay I'm in this beautiful country and I'm doing this same line of work and yeah it just didn't feel right anyway so um I essentially just stopped working even though I was still employed and getting paid and yeah I got fired I lost my sponsorship Mm. I got sort of thrown into the streets (laughs) Mm. um actually I was homeless for a day or two um, but not because I was for lack of money. That was just a bed bug situation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go into that another time. Um, no one wants to be friends with you when you have bed bugs. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, long story short, I went from corporate ras- rat race to unemployed, um, dirty backpacker <laughs> dirty hippie backpacker <laughs> and I fucking love it no I, I have no regrets at all um yeah I've really really only just started the journey of of not working to be honest with you it's not been long at all um and I had all these grandiose plans to start the business 
a business straight away. Um, but yeah, like I think the longer I'm here in beautiful Belenjin with beautiful people and surrounded by people who really, really respect and appreciate rest. Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and playfulness. Yeah, um, I'm starting to think mm, this little break might turn into a big break mm. and a big transition. Wow, that is so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I didn't know you got fired. Yeah. I'm like, what did you do? You don't have to share with this person. I just didn't do anything. No, okay. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's amazing that it's led you to this transition of, of now leading this empowered life, of slowing down, taking the time that you need. Mm. But yeah, I think as well... Of course, we can't just shit on all over shit all over the corporate world. So, <laughs> really, just to, just to bring in some balance, what what kind of skills did you learn? Like through that whole experience of being like corporate CEO, boss, mm. ass, boss ass bitch vibes. Oh, I struggled to say that really fast. Boss ass bitch. Boss, boss ass bitch. bitch. <laughs> boss ass bitch. <laughs> what um what did you take away from that that has really added to your character now? Ah. Uh... Okay, that's funny actually because we talked about this earlier today. Full circle, um, the the ability to like disarm people. Now, obviously, like when it's in the context of sales, <laughs> I feel like a sketchy motherfucker, and I probably was at times. But no, like you, the pe- like the people skills. You just really, really learn to listen. Because you're listening and you're feeling into people's energy so that you can navigate, like, you know, the sale. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, is like, I, 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 it, it was manipulative, but um, I, it's some, a skill I can take away in a non-manipulative mm. context where I can, like, really feel, like, feel someone's energy and, uh, ha- and respond appropriately or, like, speak with a certain gentleness or speak with a certain hardness or you know just like chameleon adapt like the conversation to make sure they are comfortable like Mm. and and relaxed and disarmed and I just like I feel as a really like I really appreciate having that knowledge and skill now like because um, it means that you can be friends with everyone, mm. <laughs> everyone and anyone. Like it means that you can build trust very quickly. Um, and I'm not, again, I'm not. I, will, I have no intention to abuse that trust. But it's nice to be able to, like, you know, I, I definitely can chip away at a hard shell, like quite, mm. quite easily, which is nice. I can understand when people are coming from a place of fear, and you know versus them just being a bitch or being a dick <laughs> mm. so that's one skill from sales and then other practical things like digital marketing and, <laughs> and stuff that I picked which up will be useful use, not useless useful <laughs> <laughs> absolutely useless in you don't need that shit anymore no I'm going to say that will be useful for you when you do want to get your business going oh, you know hills, that you do yeah. have always. so what so what is your business idea that you got coming up if you feel called so, to share yeah um it's essentially digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked for digital agencies. Um, first, I was recruiting for like digital agencies, that, and then I and then I actually started working one, doing Facebook, Instagram, and SEO and SEM. Mm. Um, 
and website and basically the lot of digital encompass and essentially i want to take away the skills i learned and still help businesses achieve online success and mm. online presence and brand awareness but specifically support businesses who are doing something to help move our beautiful mama planet gaia into a sustainable and healthy state because as we all know or if we don't we should get to know you know the world is hurting mm. and we're not like living sustainably and we're literally sending ourselves into and many other species into extinction um and i've read a few powerful books and watched a few powerful documentaries that really really like in like powerfully impacted me and mm. and made me change the way i live and i couldn't support businesses that aren't um at least you know using sustainable materials if it's a product or aren't doing something that is getting our whole society moving towards sustainable and economically friendly living so yeah i want to basically it's like a green digital marketing business mm. it will be amazing i really really love that concept and definitely what we need in the world right now mm. and i think it's really cool that you're shedding light on that and bringing that into awareness yeah and um just for listeners and i'm also super curious what what were those documentaries and books that, that really sparked that shift within you um you gaia is mm. one of the books um which is like the buzzword of our last 48 hours <laughs> <laughs> but uh gaia essentially is a book written by a biodiversity scientist um and biodiversity essentially is this is how all living things on the planet are interconnected so and everything plays its role and its purpose so this the snow exists to reflect the sun's heat off the planet you know and like the leaves exist to to give us oxygen and and, and everything works together and we need every single element and in the state that it has been for the last thousands of years to have an inhabitable planet and what's happening is because we are cutting down the rainforests and we are um, burning all this coal and we're melting the snow like our planet's getting off balance and our biodiversity is getting off balance so the Gaia book is essentially explains biodiversity but it's from like quite a spiritual perspective so this scientist almost got kicked out of the scientist community because he was coming from quite a spiritual stance and scientists are like, no, this is science. We don't <laughs> believe in that bullshit. But it's, the funny, hilarious thing is, it's like, you cannot not see the spiritual connection in our planet. Like, it's, mm. we are born of this planet. Human beings, every single thing on this planet is born from this planet. So mm. we need every single thing on this planet needs one another to work together to keep the planet turning um anyway so that that book and then also love a bit of david attenborough can't get an english girl who smokes weed to not watch david attenborough. <laughs> um and he recently launched a one hour 20 minute witness statement called a life on our planet um have you seen it no oh man we're gonna watch it witness statement what do you mean it's a witness that? statement so um, man in his 90s, I believe, or at least eight, late 80s, has been working with the natural world since he was like 18. So for many, many years. And in those years, that's when the world's seen the most drastic change mm. in climate crisis. Mm -hmm. And the film essentially is a witness statement 
to say from a from a man who's witnessed the change, um, guys, like wake up. This is what's happening to our planet. This is what we need to do, and this is what you know. This is what will happen if we don't do anything, and this is what we can do now to save the planet. But we have essentially less than seven years now left to do anything about it before it's completely irreversible and we're literally heading to extinction I mean I know that sounds really morbid and you know what if that's meant to be that's meant to be but we can do something about it now so Mm. so the film is really inspiring and explains things really really basically and simply for everybody to understand and also beautiful filmography um, as Devo does. His voice. His voice is just <laughs> everything. A little sidetrack because this is just kind of irrelevant but kind of not. Um, so my ex-partner's German and he was watching David Attenborough on Netflix in German and they've got this terrible German oh, no. voiceover and I'm like, oh, have you never heard his real voice? He's like, no. And I was like, that fucking hurts me you so much. You butcher Attenborough. <laughs> no. You cannot butcher Not German accent, <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I've got so much gem about me. I love y'all. I love y'all, but yeah, that cannot that cannot be done. No, no. David's sultry. Oh, <laughs> so good. The butterfly. That is wings. That was so good. Yeah, I've watched way too much David. But um, yeah, highly, highly recommend. We should definitely watch. Side note, we I'm have keen. to watch. It's it, it really changed my life, honestly. Holy moly! So that one, and then I, that's just started a ripple effect. So there's plastic ocean. Mm. There's um, I've written them all down. I'll I'll give you a list. We'll put them in the notes. Yeah, in yeah. The show notes. They're, so they're awesome. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off for a short. Okay, wrap it up. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> okay, end of the conversation. Thank you. Um, no, I'm just um, okay, so like. For the listeners who are maybe, like, kind of new to this environmentally conscious stuff. Mm. I know it's not stuff, but anywho. <laughs> what, like, just say, like, three tips for someone just starting out. Three tips they can do to help the environment. What would you say? Mm, good question. Slash suggestion. <laughs> um, three tips. Well, okay. Oh, fuck. Wait, let me... I need, to, I need to gather the thoughts in order to break them down. But essentially... Our first, what? Oh God, there's just so many things. Okay, okay, waste. Mm. Okay, and specifically plastic. Mm. Let me just tell you something about plastic. You know where plastic goes? Nowhere. In the ocean. Plastic literally is a non-destructible material. Mm. So we have invented this thing, you know, and sure, in the 60s, we're like, this is fucking great. We've got this thing that, you know, can be heated up, can get mm. cooled down, it can contain. It's an incredible invention. Well done, humans. But um, what we're realizing is actually we can't do anything with it and it's toxic. Mm. It's in it's in all of us. It's in every single thing we eat because now it, all the little pieces have broken down to minuscule pieces and now it's literally just in us. Um, so if you can avoid buying plastics especially one use plastic like it hurts that that's even a thing you know like i walk into the supermarket and there's so much um fruit and veg and plastic just avoid it like the plague if you can and water bottles if you have not got yourself a keep cup and and a keep bottle by now sister brother please please just that's the first that's my number one tip Mm. get a keep cup and get a reusable water bottle or slash drinking bottle, whatever your drink of choice is. Number one tip. Um, number two, yeah, be conscious of your waste. Be conscious of what you're buying and where it will go once you've used it. Slash, can you reuse it? Slash, is it going in a bin? Just really be conscious of like what you're buying and and 
essentially the end where, where it's life cycle you know and try to avoid as waste as much profit possible mm. and then you know all the other ways to be green i suppose like try and use the car less um walk and bicycle more mm. um de- i think actually sorry scrap all of that the number one thing to do mm. is be conscious about where you're investing your money okay Ooh. because your money is what keeps corporations making their products or providing their services and if those corporations products or services are not eco-friendly you are funding them from being alive and well as long as they're alive the governments are going to support them now everyone says oh i don't i can't do anything about the environment because the government and the corporations need to do something first Mm. it's actually the other way around like they government and corporations respond to our behavior our buying behavior our um, consumer behavior if we all suddenly stopped buying meat for example then the the farmers the butchers whatever they, they would just have to find another job and trust me they mm. will survive you know they'll survive grow vegetables <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> and then the government won't be campaigning to you know for meat and they'll start going oh okay no one wants meat anymore well like if i want to you know win the position i better create a campaign about veganism you know like it, it's a trick trick with a threat. So, yeah, make sure you're investing your money in eco-conscious things because it really starts with you. The, the less you invest, the more you're going to create a ripple effect of change. That's the number one and pretty mm. much the ma- main thing you should focus on. And mm. then all the other tips I gave before. Mm, <laughs> thanks. And, and like, how do, how do people do that? Like, what kind of services are you talking, like, you referring to? Okay, so, for example, you wouldn't think about it, but, like, think about everything where you've got regular expenses. So, phone bill, number one. There's actually phone, eco-friendly phone SIM cards coming out now where it, you wouldn't think it, but your money that's going towards your monthly phone bill is actually, will that company will be investing that money into other things. Mm. Um, so, there are, phone companies are actually saying hey we're not going to invest in any naughty things like coals and whatnot mm. um which is a supermarket for the listeners oh uh, yeah sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah yeah australian supermarket um and then yeah your um clothes food um just regular anything where you regularly mm. beauty products cosmetics a huge one um yeah, you you have to do a little bit of research. And sure, you might have to work a little harder for it and you might have to put a bit more coin towards it, but it's so worth it to to start creating a movement. We get we have to at the end of the day. Like and again, it, it's morbid, but we really do only have less than seven years to mm. get this straight. And it starts with us and if you as an individual don't think that you as an individual can't make a difference like we mm. if we, you literally change your habits and you'll start inspiring people all around you um you know and do it within your means of course like no one's asking you to you know go vegan if it if you you know have dietary requirements that don't allow you to do so or no one's asking you to spend too much money in, on stuff that you don't have the actual money for but mm. yeah just be try and be conscious in all of your decisions and educate yourself on the subject matter because it affects all of us it's it should be the number one problem we all have because it's mm. our planet and where else are we gonna go <laughs> <laughs> i love that thank you so much for sharing that and i love that you mentioned like the ripple snowball effect because i used to have the same mindset so like five years ago 
well, I guess six years ago before I went vegan, I thought I could see all the benefits and for the environment and whatnot, but I thought one person, aka me, going vegan isn't going to make a difference, so what's the point? Mm. And like, luckily I was shifted out of that mindset from like all the documentaries I was watching and blah, blah, blah. And then like veganism is such a fucking huge movement now. I think yeah. it's the the biggest um what is it? Public health movement or public Amazing. Something movement on the planet. Yeah. And um it's because it is because of that snowball effect because one person does make so much difference because you inspire like so 100%. many people. I was thinking this the other day because I did I I just I I have been vegan. I actually had to just come kind of have a break from it for a little while. Just uh listening to my body. Um, I eat mostly vegan, um, and that's that's still you know doing something. By the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. but yeah, I was thinking I was at my friend's house and her parents offered me some yogurt. They had a all fully vegan meal, but they offered me some yogurt, and I was like, Ooh, moment of vegan <laughs> <laughs> choice. Do I take the yogurt? Do I take? Do I not? Um, but by me saying no to the yogurt, had the ripple effect that that family would then be like, ah, okay, Manisha's friend is vegan. So um, she doesn't have this yogurt. Let's buy a vegan yogurt. Mm. And then what might happen is Manisha's brother will go into the kitchen, open the fridge and be like, hmm, what's this coconut yogurt? I'm going to give that a try. And then he's like, wow, I prefer this over normal yogurt. <laughs> and suddenly, next minute, Manisha's brother's gone vegan. <laughs> it's kind of like you don't, like, just a simple, you know, mm. just that simple, yeah, everything you do has a ripple effect. Mm. Everything you do. Cowspiracy, by the way, is another documentary. Fuck yeah, that was what really, like initiated that whole journey yeah yeah yeah. definitely a good one we'll link all these guys in the show notes but just going back to that concept of everything has a ripple effect yeah like literally everything even like if we were to smile at another person if we were to do something kind it just ripples out into the world so yeah i think it's so important that we're we're creating positive ripples you know Mm. like doing the good deeds allowing them to just fully spread totally the butterfly effect is real the ripple effect is real Mm. like in everything you do um yeah and the energy that you bring so for sure sister (laughs) i would um moving on swiftly i would love to hear about your your spiritual journey and your spiritual path and how that because i actually don't know this i'm like very interested like how that all began how everything's flowed and and what what actually let's start with what does spirituality mean to you Mm, good question and good place to start because i was like oof, i don't even know (laughs) um spirituality Wow, I just looked down. It was twenty nine, twenty nine. Hey, Angel. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> They're like, yep, they're talking about us now. <laughs> um, spirituality. It's a big, broad thing. I guess, like for me, like without trying to think about it too much, um, it's kind of understanding. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, okay, the way I see it is, all religions are all trying to are, are all under trying to understand the same thing you know but under different um in a different ways but um what it all comes down to and spirituality as well like i think it all comes down to the recognition that there is more to life that meets the eye kind of thing mm-hmm. um that I, like I hugely believe in soul and old souls. Mm. Um, that's really resonated with me from a young age. Um, I mean, my mum told me that when I was born, she said the like when I first opened my eyes, 
I looked straight into her soul. Oof. She found it actually a little bit intimidating from this little newborn baby. Like, intimidating being like, whoa. Because it was a bit like, hey, all right, here I am, back on earth. Mm. Who are you? <laughs> I've been here before. All right, I guess you're my mom. Cool, I'm a baby again. Let's go, kind of thing. It was just a very knowing mm. look. So my mom is a spiritual lady. Um, and I suppose, it all, you know, she introduced me to that concept through the soul. Um can I ask how you would answer that question? Because it's like, I'm struggling to find the words. It's, mm. it's a knowing, but I don't know. I've never had to yeah. explain it in words. For sure, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, like, for me, spirituality is choosing what resonates, choosing practices that really resonate with you, that help you to accelerate your consciousness and live in more in alignment with yourself, with the earth, with others, with harmony. Mm. Um yeah they just really work for you so for me like i have some spiritual practices that are from hinduism from buddhism yeah. like yoga and tantra and like maybe even christianity like sometimes you know and like just pulling to and weaving together witchcraft all of these yeah. practices that then create my own sadhana my own spiritual practice so for me like yeah spirituality is having the power and choosing what helps to bring you in more alignment that's it exactly alignment consciousness and um a little bit of magic too mm. they're like and then what i mean in the magic sense is it's like it's a much more beautiful way to look at and live your life in the in the spiritual way you know mm. we're taught this very black and white but every single thing that we know and we've been taught someone some other human at some point has you know labeled okay this is the color red and you know this is happiness and this is sadness and mm. um like I think just as animals, as beings, um, as everything living on this planet, we, we, there is a knowing, you know, there's a knowing deeper than what we're taught. Mm. And I think that's how, where I feel that I'm connecting spiritually and definitely you take as much inspiration from teachers. And that's where the sharing comes in again. Cause I think people, when you become more enlightened, you're like, Oh shit, this is a great way to live and to be and to think and to feel. I want to share this like beautiful essence with with as many people as I can so that they can enjoy it as well because we do a lot of suffering. Life is suffering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Pop> Buddha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag Buddha. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, and especially in the Western world where we have literally everything and we have more than so many countries and people and whatever so and animals can ask for and we're still so searching so much and we're in Mm. so much pain and so much you know feel like we're so lacking but that's that's really where again back to the material things it's like it's not about any of that it's just it's about the gratitude and just the love that's all around us and it can be quite hard to find and to see and to feel sometimes and I think spiritual practices help you connect with that and get closer to that and feel more, you know, in that place, space of love. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And what are some of your spiritual practices or some of your spiritual tools that help you to stay in alignment? Um, well, I actually just read, a, I read a lot. I've got about 40 books that I've got on the go at the moment and there's spir- <laughs> spiritual books by people like Eckhart Tolle mm. um, and well people, many many people so I, I read um, books from spiritual speakers slash writers um, I journal um, 
I found that a really useful tool. Mm. Uh, just like to take get out your my brain, <laughs> <laughs> to get out my. I want to meditate and I want to do more yoga, mm. and I think I just think that that's really going to help me. Uh, just about getting into a regular practice. Mm. Um, I have cards, oracle cards. Yes. I love the oracle cards. Mm. Gaia, my <laughs> Gaia oracle cards are really, really beautiful. Spiritual <laughs> messages in there, like affirmations, mm. um, a bunch of things, crystals. You know, again, things I pick up, and I'm still got so many more to pick up. Mm. Um, you're just accumulating. You're like curating your spiritual museum. <laughs> <laughs> I love that spiritual museum. That's amazing. Yeah. And have you got like one book that you read? I know you've got a lot and you read a lot. But have you got like one book that really, really stood out to you on like accelerating this journey into your spiritual path? Um, n- not really, because I would be able to think of that one book. <laughs> but I'm reading right now because I am a very short-term memory person. Um, um, a New Earth by mm. Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. Um, just the first few pages of the book is so beautiful. It essentially is explaining how. Um, like flowers are an ascended plant and mm. birds are ascended reptiles um, and like how these li- you know flowers don't really have any other purpose but to look beautiful um, anyway read the beginning I don't want to ruin it for anyone so <laughs> read the beginning of the book but yeah mm. I would highly recommend that just based on the first few pages um, I know that there are are more but I would actually need to look in my car because it, I can go you weeks got a big box yeah between books reading car. I love it yeah we'll put um, it on the list we'll put it on the list people. this is gonna be a long show notes but that's fine um yeah I love that you mentioned a new earth because that was definitely one that stood out for me I think I read it like several years ago it was yeah. a long time the first one was the power of now have you read that one no it's in the library there that one is what triggered my spiritual reawakening it it really gave me um an existential crisis like fucking shook up everything Mm. and then like a year or so later or however many years later i read a new earth and it was so beautiful and i really want to come back to it because obviously i can't remember what's on I would love to come back to that. So thank you for sharing because, yeah, I got tall. I got tolly, however you say the name. I'm not sure to be honest. It's definitely, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Mm. And have you had any challenges or resistance that's come up as you are pondering down or as you are pondering down the spiritual path? Um, the Definitely... I'm trying to find a meditative practice or like uh, I'm trying to try find a body practice. Um, mm. I feel like I've nailed the mind. <laughs> mm. I mean, no one's nailed the mind, but like I've really, I've invested a lot of money and time into exploring for spiritual practices in the mind. Like what? Such, well, just um, tr- like using, well, actually to be honest, I say spiritual practices, but more self-study practices, mm. but I feel like the two are connected. For sure. Um, like really understanding how to understand myself because mm. I feel like the study of self is like this awakening that we we all need. Mm. <laughs> um, just understanding yourself and why you feel and behave in certain ways and um, where it all comes down to and then healing that. Mm. That gets you me anyway into a more spiritual state and I'm sure mm. that does for other people. Are you, um, are you I'm just going to interject are you open to sharing about some of those experiences that you have studied yourself and then worked 
healing wise with that? Yeah, well, I can share a tool mm. <laughs> that my um, beautiful past housemate gave me, um, and it's she's labeled it the trace mm. um, method. And okay, let's say you have a situation and you respond in a way where either you know on reflection after you've responded you're like oh why did they why did they say that or why did I act like that or your response has created a conflict uh, or or you know or you've found yourself in a conflict or anyway where a situation where you're uh, often bouncing off another human and it's an uh, it's left you uncomfortable you know mm. it's it's not been a nice easy time <laughs> um, what I would do in that situation is take myself away and okay so as an example, I um, had extremely codependent and intense friendship with um, uh, my beautiful friend, Mariona. <laughs> and I hope she doesn't listen to this. Hey! And she, we were like, essentially like partners. Mm. Um, we were glued to the hips and did, mm. did everything together. We even, you know, slept in each other's beds. And um, it was a really intense and beautiful friendship, but... Um, uh, Marion fell in love, <laughs> mm. and that's wonderful. That's something that we should celebrate. Um, but because I was so emotionally attached, when she was spending less and less time with me and more and more time with her part, her actual partner, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was angry. I was mm. sad. I was hurt. I felt abandoned, mm. and I was behaving like in this very childish way and I was looking at myself almost like out of my body being like what are you doing girl like like let mm. her be you know it was very, a lot of jealousy and and just ugly things that I didn't like and what I did is I used my beautiful friend Manisha's trace theory so essentially what you do is you say right why do I feel so upset and angry with Mariana and her new boyfriend situation and you answer the question. Mm. Cool, you've got layer one. Why? Answer again. Why? <laughs> Answer again. Now, if you get to a little robot, you might be like, okay, so how does that make you feel? Mm. Um, or where do you think that came from? You know, usually you can why, 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 trace, 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 all the way down to essentially it often comes to like childhood traumas mm. or, um, you know, limiting self-beliefs that you've picked up once upon a time like way down the line and you're still you're still following those rules um so yeah you essentially ask yourself why 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 until you can get to some kind of core and then when you get to the core reason why so in that situation with Marianne it was um it was an abandonment trauma and and not feeling worthy of love and and essentially it came down to me feeling that her moving away into this relationship meant that I was unworthy of of her love kind of mm. thing and therefore it was a self-love issue you know mm. and so at that stage when you get to the very core of it you say okay well what do you need right now what do you need for yourself what do you need to tell yourself what do you need to give yourself you know what do you need to give that li- if it's a childhood trauma what do you need to give that little girl or little boy um that they didn't have at that time mm. and then you really you nurture yourself at that point because it, it all it's pain bodies mm. <laughs> <Eckhart>. <laughs> um and yeah I just found I have found that 
tool so helpful because it's like whenever I come into a situation where I'm mm. you know at a little block or I'm behaving in a way I don't like or I'm feeling a way that I don't feel comfortable with I will trace back okay where does this really come from because mm. usually it's not the immediate situation that's being presented it's an unresolved issue or trauma Mm, that is such a powerful tool thank you so much for sharing that I love it as well because it it allows us to give ourselves the responsibility but rather than reacting like oh this person did this to me Mm -hmm. but it's like yeah actually okay where did that really come from exactly no Mm. one is doing anything to anyone Mm. it's like the non-violent communication like Mm. someone's uh, actions or behavior might make you feel a certain way but that person is not doing that to you. They're not causing you that. Mm. That's just a response that you have learned or that you have and you need to heal that. You mm. know? Beautiful. Are you able to shed a little light on nonviolent communication for the listeners? Yes. Do you know about it? I have a very dear sister, Louisa, who I interviewed before, who's very passionate about it. And I listened <laughs> to a podcast about it very very recently and i think yeah so i don't i don't know much but i I understand the concept but i think for the listeners if you can share yeah awesome. okay actually it's it's hella useful can use it in any situation okay <laughs> so you know whether it's partners housemates family whatever whenever there's a situation that you are unhappy with and with or another person's behavior or whatever and you're unhappy it's making you unhappy and you need to come to come some kind of resolve or create a boundary a healthy boundary of some kind essentially non-violent communication is rather than blaming that person and saying you did this or you make me feel like this and la 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 you you say when you do xyz or when you say xyz or when you say xyz like that i feel abc so essentially what you're doing is you're separating their actions slash behavior whatever words and your feelings because they are not responsible for your feelings so you're saying when you do this separate i feel (laughs) like this would you consider um you know altering this changing this and you know or or work collaborating with me on this so you know and no one can argue with you you when you're communicating in that way because you know rather than blaming them you're not you're not making them the um uh, oppressor you're not mm. making them the the evil person you're just you are literally pointing out hey when you say this this is how i end up feeling you know or when mm. you behave like this is how i end up feeling and, and would can we collaborate like would you consider changing this for me um so that's that's what i understand as nonviolent communication essentially it's communication that is uh, so it'd be almost impossible to have conflict if you if you mm. use this style of communication and you know conflict is natural and normal but like if you're someone like myself who in the past is, anyway has finds myself in a lot of like quite intense conflict situations most of the time it's like you can't find yourself in these repeat situations <laughs> it's like wait a second different people same conflict probably comes back to you at the end of the day um mm. And yeah, like there's a there's a way to figure out trace theory, and and then if it's someone else's behavior that needs to change, then nonviolent communication. Hope that mm. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Again, thank you so much for sharing. I feel like you're sharing such valuable tools for the listeners, and 
And yeah, like communication is so key, again, in every aspect of life. And this is actually the oracle card I pulled this morning after a yoga class, remember? Yeah. Communication. And it's like, even in like Tantra, for example, like one of the key concepts is communication, mm. continuously checking in with each other, asserting boundaries, asking how does it feel? What can I do differently? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, we need to integrate this in every area of our life because I feel like most of the mishaps come from misunderstandings yeah. where it's like oh i thought you meant this but really and then there's totally. conflict when it's like if we're just open absolutely easy and people feeling attacked you know like yeah. it's very easy for someone to feel mm. attacked especially when it's relationships or, or whatever and someone feels responsible for someone's feelings mm. and again it goes back to you know we've got we are all responsible for our own feelings we can choose to be angry hurt sad mm oppress whatever it is mm. it's a choice it really is yeah. and as we were saying yesterday in our own personal conversation like about you know like being happy all the time as opposed to like having you know these real emotions come up and just like really just when they do arise just letting them be rather mm. than judging them and mm-hmm. saying oh this is bad and just just writing them out and knowing that like the next day is going to be a whole new a whole new space totally very important as well we have mm. a range of emotions and we definitely need to have some sad days <laughs> <laughs> otherwise we can't tell the difference yeah. between happiness and sadness can't mm. be up all the time i love that thank you for sharing and um just to like switch topics a little bit here gemini style <laughs> <laughs> um i know that you had a pretty interesting new year's if you wouldn't mind sharing about that no no pressure i can i can pick up a card yeah i just wasn't expecting it to pop up surprise surprise um yeah my new is beautiful oh my god um if you ever want to meet really 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 beautiful soulful beings hang out with the permaculture crew (laughs) so essentially (laughs) i went to the hinterlands of byron which is just like gorgeous gorgeous countryside filled with creeks and waterfalls and staying in a house of a permaculture chick and she had invited all of these permaculture friends 20 of us um essentially spent like i'd say 90 percent of the new year period naked when boys and girls it was the first time for me just being naked in a non-sexual environment in front of men Mm. um and just not being worried at all about my body and also not observing their body sexually either just being naked just because Mm. that's our natural state and um yeah just had a really beautiful time we had um a cacao can i say this Uh? can i say this yeah, oh, okay. sister, and, say and... anything you want, <laughs> honey. Know, nothing's off limits. What did I tell you? <laughs> nothing's off limits. Um, had a cacao and a magic mushroom stew, <laughs> which was actually delicious. Um, and yeah, just played music, held hands. Fucking, you know what? If someone walked in, <laughs> I was thinking the whole time, like fucking hell. If someone from my school in London like was just watching from the bushes, they'd be like. Holy shit, they've got a, the hippies have got her. Like, it was a full on hippie fest. But fuck mm. it. The the stigma around hippie is is just bullshit because and I think it's done on purpose because hippies mm. are the most free and loving, beautiful people and fuck it. I'm gonna be a smelly hippie because I would rather be a smelly stinky hippie <laughs> than a fucking clean corporate wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was a little hippie fest with the permaculture crew 
Um, and yeah, also uh, the land itself had so much fruit and vegetables mm. all around and natural clay sunscreen and natural mud exfoliation and just oh. back to the climate change eco-friendly topic there is so much uh, mother nature can offer you that you know mm. we tend to buy on the shelves inside plastic packaging so we really um if you're especially in a place like australia like there is an abundance of food and um product that you can use that's straight out the earth so mm. definitely get onto the permaculture crew mm. i'm gonna do that <laughs> yeah it's such a beautiful way to live and yeah. like symbiotic harmony with yeah. the earth and everything that you do really benefiting something else and nothing other ways yeah yeah beautiful i love that so um what kind of lessons came through for you during that period obviously from being around the permaculture peeps and then the mushroom ceremony and being naked and liberated <laughs> there's so much right so anything you'd like to share um yeah to be honest, I think just definitely letting go of judgment. That was a big lesson of... In fact, I've had magic mushrooms a few times before and this keeps popping up as my lesson and I still don't think I've quite learned it. It's easing up layer by layer. But, mm. you know, the fact that I even thought... The fact that the thought popped into my mind that, like, mm. oh, shit, like, what if someone saw what was going on? Like, we look super fucking weird, man. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, fuck it. Like who's watching and even if people are when they're dead what does it matter you know like it's kind of like i think definitely to let go of judgment and let go of um expectation and just like really be in the moment and then yeah also just to i want to after that learn more about permaculture and more about mama um especially whilst i'm here in australia because there is just so much beautiful um lush um life Mm. um growing off the trees around the ground so yeah it kind of like triggered this permaculture thing that i never was on my agenda now it's on my agenda Mm. so i guess those were two beautiful and the nakedness Ooh, that was a weird one for me that was was almost it well not weird it didn't feel weird at the time but looking back i'm like what i was like whoa i was naked like and just didn't give a fuck and it's Mm. like usually i went from being like super covered up like wouldn't change a bra in front of my female friends mm. without like doing it you know behind a door or under a top yeah. to being fully naked in front of these straight males and attractive men too mm. and um yeah it was just i don't know what's that a lesson i guess it's the judgment thing again it goes back to the judgment thing and not being yeah not judging myself and not judging others and just yeah being and freeing the nip because <laughs> god damn the nip needs to be free um, and the v and the d like free it all, all of it. clothes mm. are bullshit swimmers especially um so yeah i think that's what it took um, mm. i love it was that like okay so was that encounter the first time you've been naked in front of other people like in that kind but of setting first time i've been naked in front of straight like, males okay without having sex yeah yeah Wow, that's a huge, huge leap. Because for me, like, I guess it's such our culture, right? In the UK, we're like taught to cover ourselves and oh, shame to be Yes. (laughs) So prudish. (laughs) Oh, ridiculous. So I remember, like, when I first moved to Germany, like, nudity is just so hot that, like, not hot, like, it's a hot (laughs) thing. Everyone, not hot like that, but, like, it's a hot thing, like, hot topic. Is that It's like the trend. Yeah. It's not a trend, it's just a way of life, actually. And um, that was really intimidating to me to like go into the gyms and like all the showers are just open there's no cubicles and my ex-partner and I went on a family trip to the spa for Mm -hmm. his mum's birthday and guess what everyone has to be naked you're not allowed to wear 
swimming. Wow, so in front of parents. Yeah. Partners' parents. Uh-huh. Oh, man. I know. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> am I stepping into? But... Because I also used to be very similar. Like, I could never, never get changed in front of my friends. And I'd be so ashamed, blah, blah, blah. So much shame. And then, like, since living in Germany, that broke everything for me. So then to come Beautiful. here and just feel so safe to be naked now. But the fact that you went from, like, zero to 100, yeah. like, real quick, I'm like, damn, sis, that takes a lot of balls. Yeah. Balls. Well, I feel like this year, if it's taught us anything, it's just to, like, really live it. Like, you know, mm. there's no point in holding back now. Like, we really... Don't know how much longer we got. <laughs> so uh, get naked. <laughs> yeah, if you dress right now, take all the equipment. <laughs> We're naked right now. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's beautiful. That was yeah. Um, nakedness is <laughs> nakedness is great. Seriously, I I can't wait for the day. Everything we've invented is so funny. I feel like we've just gone. We've we've. We're such innovative creatures, human mm. beings. We're we're so intelligent, like, but it's almost like we're too smart for our own good. Like, mm. we created shoes, and now our feet, um, my feet were too sensitive to walk on the rocks, you know? Like, mm. we created clothes, and now we get too cold, and... Sunburn. Yeah, and we get sunburn, exactly. Mm. So, yeah, we're just going back to our roots, and indigenous people got it Right, <laughs> I really need to listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though, um, I love that so much, yeah. and as well, like just for people who haven't done mushrooms before and haven't like had that whole experience. Do you have any advice or recommendation for people who who are feeling really cool to it, but maybe a bit scared or uncertain, or if you'd like to shed any light on that? Yeah, I mean, look, I still haven't done... I'm really, really seeking a, f- um, a guided psilocybin spiritual mushroom trip. Mm. So I've actually taken mushrooms, like, quite recreationally. So, but what I do know is, like, with any psychedelic or hallucinogenic, any trip you're going to take, um, you just need to be sure of yourself that you can roll with it whatever mm. whatever comes your way like just roll with it you've got to remember that you know the mind is powerful and many things can show up and I find mushrooms often from what I've heard and from my own experience will show you things that like you need to see usually mm. self-study things mm. you know or, or things traumas that maybe unresolved traumas and basically everything we've been talking about um and you know be ready for that and don't be scared of that and don't judge it and be open to it and listen to what the mushrooms are trying to tell you mm-hmm. if you're feeling anxious you know you like let allow yourself to be anxious and figure out what it is you're anxious about and see like how you can calm yourself because that's a huge lesson even in life mm-hmm. you know we, we need to be able to calm ourselves and um, yeah, I, I honestly, if you were taking any psychedelic or um, hallucinogen, just um, you have to be the type of person that just can be open to whatever it's going to present and go with the flow. And as my friend said, when I was tripping balls on 2CP in a club, <laughs> and that was not a spiritual experience at all, but like I was really, the visuals were nuts. And she was just like, just roll with it. Mm. <laughs> that really, that should be your trip mantra. <laughs> just roll with it. Whatever mm. happens, roll with it. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. Mushrooms supposedly are the things that helped our species evolve like tenfold mm. um, back in yeah. caveman days. So, 
they have a lot to teach us. The mushrooms are super smart. And if you haven't seen it, watch Fantastic Fungi. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're going to say that because I was just about to. Yeah. Fuck, such an incredible documentary. Amazing. So, so powerful. Mm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I'd like to add as well, like personally, as like coming into plant medicine with, with the right intention. Like, I, I don't want to use right or wrong, but like just having just having an intention that is really in alignment with your soul mm. rather than like oh yeah i'm gonna do this because i want to get fucked up because i mm. i've never done i've never done psychedelics under the circumstances Thank where gosh. i'm like yeah recreationally because i i really i've learned that they're so powerful and they provide so much medicine and healing and i think if you do come into it recreationally they can kind of throw that back in your face mm, and give definitely. you a terrible time i haven't definitely. had that personal experience but i've come into it from a place of sadhana worship really really honored the medicine and, and the lessons i've been given and the healing that i have received has been immensely powerful yeah. so i for sure recommend that to the listeners yeah i think you would probably have best better advice than i do at this stage of i've really come off the back of like um essentially english music festival culture <laughs> like that's how i've <laughs> done psychedelics so i am only now wanting to get into um doing it very ceremoniously so i've got a lot to learn from you and also Mm. from the plant medicine and yeah i would definitely respect the drug i actually think that it's not designed for the recreational space Mm. um you know it's not unless it's something like the new year's which was quite like a very safe and beautiful space you know like if i was going to wander off into the bush and go have some lessons that would be Mm. very much accepted so yeah choose your trips wisely (laughs) Mm, that's really beautiful and again like even using them recreationally i know does like even just taking that medicine in whatever form i know it does have so much power because it literally rewires your your neural pathways in your brain Mm. so like even if you are taking it in a not so great setting at a party or whatever you're still you're still receiving the benefits and i've read that even they've done studies where like even the most horrific experiences people have had on mushrooms, they're still, like, in the top three of most significant things that have happened in their lives. Because wow. even from that pain and trauma, you grow so much. You realize so much about yeah. yourself. So, even like, a bad trip isn't really a bad trip. If you do have one, it is more like, this is going to, like, accelerate growth. Totally. Not in the way you want it, but you're going to get to the same place. Yeah, it's like the Buddhist saying, there's no such thing as a bad experience. Mm. For in every experience... <laughs> you can uh, like a beautiful lesson can be found so like same with the trip there's no such thing as a bad trip in every trip a lesson can be found like Mm. you know whatever happens you take away from it something beautiful Mm. so yeah i guess if it's what you need it's what you need exactly we're not in control after all so we're not in control yeah we just have to release that and that was one of the things that ayahuasca really showed me was that first of all there is no good or bad right or wrong blah 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 like labels so black and white it all just is so like everything just is at the end of the day and if we're supposed to have a bad trip we will even if we do it in a quote-unquote spiritual setting so yeah yeah totally releasing that Mm. well i'd love to slowly wrap up with just a few more little cheeky questions from chrissy's cards okay oh that's funny we had this on one of your other episodes so have you recently experienced a coincidence or a chance encounter where you felt divinely guided. Well, you, my love, oh, to be honest with you. Wow. Well, this was, yeah, I I was saying to Maddie that before I came to the hostel, I literally kind of 
looked up to the sky, <laughs> held my crystal tight, <laughs> and I was like, spirits and guides, please, 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 can I be sharing my room with, like, a beautiful soul? Um, and then, like, the moment I walked in the door, there she was, the shining light, and it was like a soul-sister connection, and I think that was a, a coincidence and a chance encounter, because it's just, and, no, but of divine, you know, guidance, because that was something I I asked for, and you look, it, might, it was already in the cards but like mm. I don't know like I don't know I just really really I, I asked for it with my body and soul mm. and um here we are having this beautiful like, <laughs> spiritual conversation I'm sure I'm gonna learn so much from you and, and you're a yoga instructor that's the other thing I was like I need to want to move my body more and I want to learn mm. yoga and Maddie's just like oh well, I'm a yoga instructor and I hold yoga classes three days a week. So it's like, fuck, okay, coincidence slash perfectly divine. So, yeah. You. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I feel so honored that you called me in and here I, I am. And, and honestly, like, I'm learning just as much from you as, you know, you're learning from me, which is so beautiful. And, beautiful. and yeah, it was an instant soul connection. So I was on the phone to my beloved. And then, like, I saw you walk in and I was like, we hadn't at all met or spoke or knew anything. And I was like, okay, love, I got to call you back. Like, this is just arrived. And it's okay. We're like, hello, what's up? <laughs> it was like warm embrace. Like, it was like a reunion after 10 years. Literally. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. That's when I'm like, oh, old kindred souls. I definitely mm. believe in that stuff. When you have an instant connection with someone, it's because you've shared some lives together, for baby. sure. <laughs> for sure. I love that. And just, um, just for the listeners... Um, like, how do you usually, like, manifest or call in, you know, what you desire? I, um, really, really, really get into my heart space. Mm. And what I mean by that is I shut my eyes and, like, I breathe in deep. And with every breath, I imagine that I'm breathing in, like, the light and the love of the universe. And, like, I feel like I'm doing it now and I can feel, like, almost pins and needles, tingling sensation, like, through my body. And when I feel like I've filled my whole body with this light and this sensation and this energy, and then I kind of ask, you know, for something or I ask for guidance. And I, like, Mm. really... And I imagine, like, almost zooming out from where I am and going all the way off the planet and into space and into the abyss and Mm. just, like, the universe, you know? And um yeah, and then and then asking the question that needs to be asked. Mm. So that's how I or or you know asking for help or doing it, and then I get ma- manifestations and another thing really. I guess I'm still mm. I'm very good at manifesting, but I don't know really how how I do. It. I do it very mm. strategically, like. Right. I put the goal, there's like, here's the goal, and then the, probably the Capricorn. I was just like, going to say that's the Capricorn <laughs> yeah. vibe, because you're very cuspy, Aquarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, maybe yeah. Aquarius, but yeah. for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like, full on, I will like, literally write step by step, how mm. am I going to get there, and then I tick off each step as I go until I'm at my mm. manifestation point. So the two things to me, really, but I'm sure other people have different techniques, mm. whatever works. But wow. you've got to see it happening. You've got to see it. Mm. Literally envision it, like, as if it's happened already. And mm. you, you already is a knowing. It's like, it's there, it's happening, 
I just need to get to that point. And then it's like you just all you're doing in the middle is filling in the gap between mm. being there or having that thing and where where you are when you're asking for it. Mm. I love that. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> oh, so epic. Okay, let's do this one last little question. Oh, I love this one. Okay, do you pray? Who do you pray to? Why is prayer important to you? Oof. Oof. Okay, well, just to be quickly, um, the word God, mm. like my friend said, we need to reclaim the word God because mm. like we have so many interpretations of God and it's um and a lot of the time it's like for me anyway I, I used to be strictly atheist like I really wore that like a badge of honor because I was like fuck mm. religion and like fuck this <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and God to me was like what was depicted as this man in the sky with a long white hair and a white beard and this white dude and just mm. everything was white <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah and I'm only just starting to reclaim the the word God and, and the word pray and what prayer is and who I'm praying to or what I'm praying to because mm. I think God and prayer is whatever it is to the individual. It's like what I was saying right at the beginning with all the religions are trying to connect with the same thing. Like we might be under different names and, um, mm. you know, and different techniques, yeah. but we're all connected to the same thing. So the way I personally pray, but again, it will be so individual to each person, um, I suppose I pray to the universe. Oh, mm. I pray to Mama Earth, mm. Mama Gaia. Uh-huh. I really, really like resonate and connect with Mama Gaia because I just feel this maternal energy. So I pray to Mama, I pray to my angels and guides, mm. and I pray to the universe. So I'll be like, uh, instead of using the word God, dear God, or like, you know, I'll say dear universe or like mm. mama or <laughs> angels and guides mm. and then yeah I, I either say it in my head or out loud or in my journal like I literally just wrote in my journal um please can you present me psilocybin mushrooms no yes um, so yeah like I will do it in many different platforms and ways but um for me it's to the wider energy the universal energy and mama 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 Thank you so much, sister, for sharing that. That's so special to hear and, and learn all these other elements about yourself. Because we've, we've only known each other. How long have you been here? I don't know. It's a matter of hours. Oh, uh, literally? Days, like, you've been here for, like, what, like, three days? Yeah. And, like, yeah, I bet no one will believe that because obviously that connection is so strong. Mm, tight. Oh, I feel it. <laughs> is, there, is there anything you'd like to share before we wrap up? Um, I guess... I mean, the first thing comes to mind is back to the the self-help thing. Mm. And I just think, like, truly, 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 if there's anything you, like, can study in this life that will be of so much value to you and all the people around you is yourself. Like, Mm. understand yourself. Don't be scared to explore yourself. And also, you know, really get to those deep, dark roots and feel whatever you need to feel when you get there like really really release that um and heal that because it will fast track your evolution so ridiculously much <laughs> like it, mm. it was the best thing I ever decided to do for myself is the study of myself um and it really like for all walks of life will help you with your 
career, relationships, you know, everything else that comes into our little life. That that would be my mm. little life tip for everybody. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I always love to end these episodes with a quick little fire round question. So if okay. you're open to that. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, so you don't have to think too much about these answers. So we'll just we'll just go with a few. Okay. So what like, is one thing you love about yourself? Um <laughs> Oh, shit. I don't know, I think about too much. It's the Capricorn, it's the Capricorn. Um <laughs> Next question. Okay. No? No. Okay. Okay. I respect that. I I've just, never I asked just, that one before either. I yeah, they just I don't plan them, they just kinda of pop up. Ooh. Maybe you need to answer it. Oh, shit. <laughs> maybe it's from spirit. Yeah, maybe. Ah. It doesn't have to be like physical, it can also be like intel, the way you are with people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, like, maybe what we were talking about earlier, like my ability to connect mm. with people with ease. I feel lucky and fortunate to have that mm. skill. Beautiful. <laughs> what is your favorite place you've traveled to? Oh my god! I try not to think about it because the first thing that popped up into my head is India, and I've never been Whoa. physically in this life. But, but you have in the other. I so. have in many others, clearly. Wow. So India, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Just tapping into a future timeline. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely India. <laughs> Manifestation. I love it. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Dog. Mm, okay. <laughs> Beautiful. What uh, most ancient culture do you resonate most with? Aboriginal. Mm. Australian Aboriginal, mm-hmm. I think, like and Native American in the end, but um, Australian Aboriginal. I've read a lot, dark emu, like mm. a lot of. The, they're still here, and they still mm. have so much to teach us. And mm-hmm. I'm living on Australian land right now, so I can definitely feel that spirit. Australian Aboriginal. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Oh, Indian curry. Oh, there we go. It's on Back the theme. to India. Wow. Do you have a favorite crystal? <laughs> I don't know enough about crystals, unfortunately. So I like the look of the ones that I have. That are around our altar right now. There's this one here. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. That's Do you have a favorite crystal? Um, yeah, moonstone, rainbow moonstone. Ooh. And I had a beautiful ring of it, but unfortunately the moonstone fell out, Ooh. so I don't have it anymore. But that's fine, non-attachment, <laughs> release. <laughs> let it go, let it go. Let it go. Okay. <laughs> Last question that I always I ask on all of my podcasts. Um, so you know the desert island question. Like if you're stranded on a desert island, what we take? We're not on a desert island. We're on the moon because the moon's way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> you got your oxygen, your air. Your air is oxygen. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. You got you. You got your like your basic survival yeah. needs met. What one personal item would you take with you? Personal item, my like oracle say, cards. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Definitely. They make me feel nice and safe and, and held and in company. <laughs> mm, so beautiful. Well, thank you so much, I sister. Thank you so much for having oh, me. I love is, you. I love you too. Mm. Oh, this is amazing. And um, yeah, I would say, like, we'll pop your Instagram in the bio, but you haven't, you, you haven't got Instagram. Like, oh, yeah, well, like, have I do it, have Instagram, but I don't, I don't like using it. Mm. <laughs> well, in the future, when you, when you got your, your clean, green business yeah. marketing going, we'll um, link you up on Perfect. that. But, yeah, thank you for shining your light. Thank you so much for having me. This is joyous and this beautiful space. Mm. Beautiful person. Thank you. <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening to this conversation with Alicia. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed having this conversation. So there will be more episodes coming out. Some I've already pre-recorded, but now I have officially a home base. We're no longer in Airbnbs. Um, They're going to be flowing (laughs) with a lot more regularity, which is really, really cool. And also, my beautiful beloved Alex and I have our new baby ecstatic love events. We're in Cabaretta, where we're living, we're running new and full moon ceremonies together. We're both teaching classes, myself yoga, Alex fitness at Natura Cabana. And yeah, we're just really vibing out with this awesome, awesome community. And I'm meeting so many inspiring souls here who... I hope to be interviewing soon on this podcast. So sending you all so much loving energy. I am really, really grateful that you spent this time with me here. So I send you many blessings.